more people in, and we're so glad for all those that made it. We're still dealing with a lot of sicknesses, and uh, uh, do we want to pray for those that are sick, those that need our prayers each and every moment of every day? Let's take our Bibles. We're going to go to the book of Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. And uh, I want us to look at uh, the, the passages of Scripture that are before us today. And more and more that we study the Word of God, the more amazing I see these things that are written. Now we're going to look at two passages. One is from the book of Genesis chapter 12. And, and I want to uh, caution you as we study these things together. We're going to read the first three verses, then we're going to continue on. But I want to make sure that we have a good understanding of the first three verses. So let's go to Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. Now the Lord Joseph this past week. And in the conversation we had, he said, you know, Dad, he said, we're so weary or so worried about the uh, church and what we believe. He said, don't we really understand the first principle is how many of us truly believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior? And I said, you're right. Because reality is that Because really, I believe salvation is between you and the Lord, not you and me. Now, I, most of us remember a time when we probably grew up, if you were like me, when you, if you were raised in any kind of Armenian belief, where the preacher would say, if you just want to be saved today, just, you know, every head is bowed, every eye is closed, would you just raise your hand? Now, I, I recall those days, and... You know, more than anything, there is a difference between what we call the Arminian belief and those of us that hold to what we call the sovereign grace belief or the landmark belief. The reason is, is that in Arminian belief, we wring the hands. Oh, I guess no matter what. And so... us to think about this. Do we truly know Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior? In other words, when the Lord comes in the cloud and he shall shall come into the clouds and call us up thither, will we be joined with him because our faith in him is secure and is strong? Now, I that there's a of our churches. And reality is
was elected. He was chosen of God. his nephew, and also his wife, Sarah, and they came apart. But do you understand, this is all because we will be referring back to the book of Genesis several times. And let's go to the book of Jeremiah. And we're going to go to chapter 3. Jeremiah chapter 3. And once again, we're going to read eight verses here. And notice the contrast. This is after the promise has been made. The children of Israel have grown in number. This is actually to the people of Judea. This is the, of the tribe of Judah. Look what it says in verse 1. They said, if a man put And thou hast believed in 
turned down but she turned not. And her treacherous sister Judah saw it. And I saw uh, wind for that they have made this statement and I want you to get this that the church is spiritual Israel now and, and I've heard that so many times it's not funny and I've had people want to build their testimony and it really affects how that they see eschatology now let me just kind of give you a little bit of a, a, a prelude of where we're coming from now, it has nothing to do with the fact that I studied eschatology for our first service. In fact, this message came from all that I have seen from, Sid, from videos and everything else, social media, regarding to where are we at in time. Now, we, ha we should know, we as a people should know what we are seeing and where we are going. May I put this out to you? This is another trial of our faith. I do not know what I do know is that what we see is not now I don't know if you like that or not you know that doesn't matter here or there but let me point this out to you the day that he was elected president, he made a statement, I stand with Israel. And it put everybody say, see, Israel really is the God people. Let, let me share something else with you. I had someone post on media that, on one of the social media sites, that Israel, the people that are over there right now, are, the, are of a Jewish religion, and they are more Gentiles than they are Hebrews. And I read that, and I went, well, how do you explain 1948? How do you explain what happened in 1948? How do you explain the Holocaust? How do you explain that, that Hitler's final was to wipe out us to go to uh, Galatians. Let's go to chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. And let's 
make sure we have a clear understanding of what it says. Go down to verse 10. As we have therefore opportunity unto all, but with the mind's eye and the reading of the scripture I can see the factions I can see him being tortured and I can see him carrying the cross I can see him crucified on the cross I can see the two malefactors alongside of him look what it says in verse 11 ye see how in Jesus Christ. I am a Baptist by conviction. Baptist distinctives are for a reason. Look at verse 16. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them and mercy upon the Israel of God. How many of you have ever heard this verse as saying, you see, we are actually Israel. We're not. We are only called the Israel of God when we go back in and see all the things that pertain to Israel as well as unto God. And we're going to be looking at that today. I'm hoping that in the next time or in the allotted amount of time we'll be able to get through it. We're going to be doing some Bible study, so get ready, shall we? Father, again, I pray for your help, and I pray, Lord, that you will guide and bless. Help me, dear Father, to present the message that you've laid upon my heart, and may it be exactly what is needed for the congregation today. I pray, Father, that you will guide us. I don't have any desire whatsoever to get into somebody's face, or to make them feel unwanted, or make them feel like they uh, need to have their faith checked at the door. I don't want anything like that. Lord, I want to be your man with your people 
the Lord, I am redeemed, not by my own desire, not by my own volition, but you took a sinner, let him hear the message of Christ, open the eyes of the blind man, which I was, made me see Jesus Christ in a real way. And Lord, after that, you gave me the hope and the testimony to declare to others what you have done for me and through me and in me. Help me then, Father, to be the child of God and all that I say and do. Thank you again for the call to the ministry. May the message that I present today be absolutely clear and guide and bless now. In Christ we pray. Amen. I do not think it a mistake that when I bow my head today and I said, Lord, is this what you want me to preach? Is this the message that you want me to deliver? There's so much that is out there and so much confusion, and I don't want this congregation, I don't care how big we are, to be confused in any way. Now, there's a lot of people that they have never opened their Bible, but they always have an opinion. Uh, have you ever worked with somebody or ever been around somebody who says, well, ain't it written somewhere in the Bible something like this? And then when you tell them, no, well, then the Bible And when you begin to explain to them what the Bible truly says, they kind of look at you and go, well, how do you know that's true? Then you can open up the Bible and show that to them. The reality is, there are people that says in regards to Israel. Now, how do I know that this is Israel in, in, in description? Because everything about it is how that in heaven there was a you to get this. And I heard and strength and the kingdom of all God. 
nothing more than Satan. And you know what? I For me to live is Christ. To die is my heavenly gain. Can you imagine the Lord standing up and saying, smelly old man right up on this earth but when I receive my glorified body I shall never stink again. I won't even need deodorant Randy. I won't even need that. I might want to have it but I'm not going to need it. Look what else it says. Therefore we dragon soul was cast into the earth. He persecuted the woman which brought In other words, for three and a half years. This is, you know, and I want to tell you something that many of you may not agree with, but that's okay. This is not every Israelite that's upon the earth. According to Romans chapter 11, verse 25, it's a remnant. It's what's left over. It's the one the Lord has called. According to election, they have been brought forth. They believe with all the... They The Lord will take them and he will bring them into a special place. Do we know where this place is? I don't. I've had a lot of people say, well, maybe it's that, that beautiful temple that's carved out under the rocks. I don't know if that's where the place is. But wherever it is, Satan will try to destroy her, but they will be protected by Almighty God. Look what else it says. And the serpent cast out uh, out of his mouth water as a front after the woman that he caused her to be carried away. 
What about her? Who is this woman? Is she Gentile? She is close. It's the land of Israel. Jewish brothers. And I've had the pleasure of knowing so many Jewish men. I mean, there was Mike, there was Mike who was a, a Baptist minister, who was Jewish, full-blooded Jew. I met David, who was a Jewish minister, and many others. I could go on and on and on. But every one of them knew where they were from. In fact, I want to tell you a little story. His name was Paul. And he was a pilot for a company that I worked with. And I went up to him one day and found out that he was a Jew. Blonde hair, blue And I said, it's amazing that you're Jewish. But I said, don't you wish you knew what tribe you're from? And he goes, what do you mean which tribe I'm from? I said, well, don't, uh, you know, I'd like for you to know which tribe you're from. He goes, I know which tribe I'm from. And so does every Jewish man and woman that's ever been born upon this earth. He said, I was born from the tribe of Benjamin. Man, I, had, I, I felt like a dog. Because my limited experience and knowledge of know who they are. Wouldn't it be wonderful if that St. Paul later on became a messenger for Christ? One of the 144,000. I don't know who is going to be there and who's not. But he goes for As the Apostle Paul, born out of season. One that was born out. And yet, I wish I was numbered amongst them as well. Reality is, and I can go on. Oh, let's finish up there, shall we? And in verse 16, and the earth helped the woman, and the earth and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon had cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was angry. He was wrong. Testimony of Christ. Did you ever think about this? Those that were pulled away into the protection of God, he made war with everybody else that's left. Satan wants to destroy the Jewish people. He did with Hitler. You know, when I tell people, and, and do you know that there's a push right now to try to say the Holocaust never happened? And we who are believers, not But those that are true Jews and have been held to the accountability, and you go back and you study them, it's an amazing thing. In fact, I wrote this down. I didn't write it on these notes. But I want to show something to you that's amazing to me. Do you realize to be a part of Israel, to be, have the nationality, to, I mean, there's one thing to have land, but there's another thing to be a national Israelite. You have to speak Hebrew. You have to be natural born, a Jew. And you have to be in the land because you feel the call of God. I can tell you time and again how many people 
who are true Jews because they believe that Jesus Christ has called them to something special. I remember that we were in Colorado and David, who was um, installing an air conditioning system for my son. I got to talking to him, and he goes, I'm Jewish. And I wanted to talk with him. I wanted him to, I wanted to ask so many questions because I wondered if he knew Zechariah chapter 12, that you shall look upon him whom you pierced. I wonder how many... I could go on and on. But the reality is, is that so many people want to lay claim to something that's not theirs. I want you to turn back to the book of Genesis. And I want you to see this with me. First of all, you know, and this is something that Brother Randy and I were talking about this morning. Brother Randy, you don't know how often I wanted to just jump ahead of you right then and there. But in Genesis chapter 15, or chapter 17, we find this same argument. I, I remember I sat down with a man one time, and he said, well, maybe... I said, that's not the way it works. And I want you to get this. If you will, let's uh, go all the way down to verse 14, and notice what it says. And the, uh, and the uncircumcised man-child, whose flesh and foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from the people. He hath broken my covenant. And God said unto Abraham, As for self, and I... And Abram fell on his face and laughed. He was the first one to laugh. And said in his heart, Shall a child be old? And shall Sarah be nine years old bear? And Abraham or verse 18. And Abraham said, God say about that in verse 19? And God said, Come on, Abraham, let's talk about it. No, no, no. I believe that there was a force behind what God had to say. So, what? That nation is a nation called Hamas. It's called, it's called Muslim. It's called everything under the sun. Any people that is against Israel today, you can trace it back to this. But wait a minute. I want you to see something else. And this is beautiful. 
Go to Genesis chapter 22. And here's the, and to me, this gives the fullness of the message as well. Here's the promise. You see, Abraham has been And then at the moment done no harm, I know you fear me. But look what it says in verse 14, would you please? And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said, to this day in the mount of the Lord uh, it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham out of the heaven the second time and said, by myself. Now, again, when it says of the angel, could this be the Lord? Possibly. Because again, it would have been the theophany. Saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, thou that in blessing I will and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. I want you to get this. This is beautiful. The stars in the heavens. I believe that when God had given that to Abraham, he, he opened up the heavens so that we could see, or Abraham could see far off all the stars. They say there's so many stars in the heavens, we can't even count them. How many of us have ever tried to count the grains of sand on the seashore? It's impossible. But now here's the thing. The grains of sand on the seashore are physical. And I call this the tribe of Israel. And when we take a look at the tribe of Israel, they have been vast, they have been scattered. I mean, every nation has had the Jews in them. America has been blessed because of the Jewish people. How many of you know that? We've had so many Jewish people who have been here. Russia's been blessed. Germany's been blessed. France has been blessed. South Africa. Africa. And the things that have been discovered by the Jewish people. I used to have all this readily at hand. But I want you to get this. Go back and look at how many Nobel Peace Prizes for medicine and for discovery have been awarded to the Jews and how many to other nations. Do you realize the Jewish people have outstripped everybody else? That's amazing to me. But it's because of Isaac, the seed of Isaac, goes all the way down to Jesus Christ. And he is the one that allows us to be acclaimed in the heavenly places. So the sands of the seashore are always going to be Israel, but the stars in the heaven are the glory and the accounted number under Christ. Why then do we see this? Let's go to one other place. And I want you to see this. If this was all plain, and if this was all Jewish, of the Jewish nation, then why the distinction? Let's go to chapter 25, and I want you to look at verse 1. Genesis 25, verse 1. Then again, Abraham took a wife, and her name was Keturah. I love that name. Which means flower, by the way. And she bare him Zamram, and Jokshan, and Medan, and Median, and Ishbak, and Shua. Now, you know, for a guy who's dying, you know, this, this, this is a pretty good case. And Jokshan begat Sheba, and Dedan, 
and the sons of Dedan were Ashuram, and Leshuam, and Lenuman, and the sons of Medim, Ephoth, and Ephur, and Hanak, and Abiha, and Elbahan, and these are the children of, of Keturah. And Abraham gave all the Isaac. What the covenant was. But unto the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts and sent them away from Isaac, his son. Here's what he did. He said, all these don't count. I know I'm going to have many children. I know there's going to be many nations. But Isaac is the one. I want to ask you this question. Do you know the completed portion of this passage? I want you to see this. When we opened up Revelation chapter 2, we studied this together. And I want you to see this with this wonderful passage again. In Revelation chapter 2, in verse 9, we see this message that was given. And I think it pertains to us today. Look what it says in verse 9. And it said, I know thy works, and thy tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemies of them which say they are Jews, and are not. But they are of the synagogue of Satan. Let me tell you something. I am not a Jew, and no one else is that's in this congregation if you were born in Gentile race. Now, understand that. And for someone to come marching in and say, well, I'm of the Jewish heritage. Well, wait a minute. According to this, you're of the synagogue of Satan. Did I say that, or does the Word of God say it? And the reality is, is that we as a church have a great responsibility to be united. I want to conclude by right now by going to the book of Ephesians. And I want you to see this beginning in chapter 2. So we're going to conclude by staying in the book of Ephesians. All right, everybody with me? Verses 1 through 5 says this of Ephesians chapter 2. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. That's my salvation. Why did I feel it was essential and important to ask if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Because for me to understand the very depths of the scripture, I must be redeemed. I must be saved. If I'm not saved, then I'm not going to help anybody. But because I am saved, then I can join myself to this body. Look what else it says. Where in time past you walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, I used to walk with Satan, the spirit that now worketh in the children of, uh, of disobedience, among whom also we have had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. Now get this. We've been quickened together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Now that's step number one. I am united with Christ. I Greater 
is he that is in you and he that is in the world. But I, like I said, but wait, there's more. I love this advertisement. Going down into chapter 2, and we're going, to, we're going to go on down to verse 19, but look what it says here. Now therefore, you are no One of the things that I, I have really thought about was that was re, you know, writing again, not just rewriting, but writing again the history of the Baptists upon this planet. Now, there's many books. Don't get me wrong. There's many books. There's Armitage. There's Christian. I have a Baptist encyclopedia. I have just my library is full of the Baptists. All right? Please understand that. But if I can do something that is a little bit more knowledgeable or something that would help my other brothers, then I want to do it. Believe it or not, while I've been thinking on this, I had another son, my son Jeremy, said, you know, Dad, maybe this is time for you to write Baptist history. I never even thought about doing that before. But we have a responsibility. We are built on the foundation of the apostles. Look what else it says. And the prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. We are, come on, how many of us really know if our church is truly a church of God as established by Jesus Christ upon this earth? If that's the case, but wait, there's more. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. In Ephesians chapter 4, go down to verse 11. And I love this particular passage. I could preach on this passage more than any other passage. And he gave some apostles, who is that? The Lord gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. You're stuck with me. And for the perfecting of the saints, why? I don't... a cacophony of people. And the knowledge of the yourself to Christ, you have everything to gain. That henceforth suddenly saying is, well,
want you to see is this. In, in chapter 6, we are going to be, the more we grow in Christ, the more we're going to be attacked. Let your yeas be yeas. The next time somebody says, well, we're spiritual Jews, say, no, we're not. And I can show you from the scripture why I believe that. Look what it says in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How are we going to do that? Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand, uh, to withstand in the evil day, which we are in right now, having done all, comma, stand. Everybody get this? I don't care how many people are in a church. We have to grow in the grace and the knowledge and the unity of Christ. May we ever grow in that unity and may we ever know his purpose and his plan. Father, again, thank you for your blessings. Help us now, Father, as we conclude in this service. Guide us and bless. May we rejoice in you. For it's in Christ we pray. And amen. Brother Randy, do you have a closing song?